1: This is PAX What She Said. Now here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie
0: Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And what a what a game that we saw on Sunday. I don't I don't have too many uh, you know quips or things to say about it. The Packers pulled it out in overtime at Lambeau Field, 27-24 against the Patriots, led by third-string quarterback Bailey Zappi. And I guess that in and of itself is something, Perry, that we need to dive into. Bill Belichick, obviously one of the best head coaches to ever coach in the National Football League. So, plenty to take away from this, plenty to discuss. But Packers pulled it out. They got a win, three and one heading into London next weekend. So, I guess at the end of the day, three and one is much better than two and two.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a gross three and run three (laughs) and one. It's a really ugly three and one, but I'd rather have an ugly three and one than an ugly one and three or two and two. So it's good that they are not playing their best ball and still winning. It means there's hope for the rest of the season. But man, that game was really hard to watch.
0: Yeah, I think one of the tricky things is it's hard to tell with this team it feels like everything is so self-inflicted. Like it really didn't feel like the Patriots were doing anything to throw the Packers off. And the same with the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks gave some exotic looks to the Packers in the second half kind of stalled out their offense, but even like going into week one with the Vikings, everything that the Packers have done so far to lose games has felt so self-inflicted. And I don't mean that to say like the Packers are a perfect football team because obviously they're not by any stretch, but the fact that there's so much for them to still be able to correct. I mean, it's like a catch 22 right you're excited about the fact that if they clean these things up they can be a much better football team but at the same time it's like okay it's been four games now at what point do you start cleaning up those mistakes and putting things together like how long do the growing pains last do the growing pains yeah. last until game 10 are they going to you know fix in the next couple games of the season
1: what does that look like I think it's They fix some growing pains here and there. New things come up each week because of like the huge change in personnel, I guess, especially on the offense this season. And it's funny, you look at the stat sheet and you're like, this game doesn't look so bad on paper, right? Bailey Zappi only went 10 for 15, 99 yards and a touchdown. But then you think about all the moments in which the Patriots were able to do things that kept them in this game, right? The pick six, by my estimates, Rodgers is not going to throw another pick six for the rest of the season. So probably the rest of his career. <laughs> probably the rest of his career, right? So he's never going to throw that out route ever again. Um, but, you know, that kept them in the game, right? That Then they took the lead. You get, you know, the delay of game touchdown that should have never been, right? Keeps the Patriots in the game. There's a lot of fluky things that I hope never happen to this team again, that unfortunately just allowed the Patriots to hang around. But I agree with you. Like This offense has got to kind of step up their game and be able to at least sustain a couple of first, first downs because their defense was doing everything humanly possibly they could to allow them these opportunities to take the lead. And you just can't go three and out and give the ball back to the Patriots in this game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think part of it too is, you know, I'm glad that we're seeing rogers go back to his rookies because dobbs had the unfortunate fumble he fumbled on his first catch last
1: week too but then he comes i would around say and- though that was kind of a bad throw by rogers it,
0: it was rogers even said in his presser like he was like i kind of wish he would have dropped it like i wish he would not have hung on to it it was a really good catch for being a terrible mm-hmm. throw so the but still you know maybe that's something that you think about like you know fighting for extra yardage um but then he had the really nice touchdown obviously watson had a touchdown Dobbs I you know could have sealed the game with that catch and then he lets it go kind of going to the ground completing the catch so there's just so many things where you think like this can't really happen again or it shouldn't keep happening again and I think if there's one person that I watch their post-game presser and I'm like okay I feel good about it Romeo Dobbs is like the most humble
1: I know he is the
0: sweetest just most down-to-earth like I feel like he's going to be at the jugs machine for like 16 hours <laughs> tomorrow. Just like never going to let that happen again. So it's, it's nice to see that Rodgers keeps going back to, to his guys. And even on, in the overtime drive, you know, he was looking for Dobbs. Like there were moments where it's like, these guys are going to play really big roles and they can either rise to the occasion or the offense can sputter because every play can't go to Lazard and Cobb, even though there were times during the game where it looked like that's what Rogers wanted.
1: Yeah. I think the blueprint for this team is starting to formulate for mm-hmm. me where there are really big moments where, you know, Lazard and Cobb are going to step right up, yes. right? Like Lazard is going to make a big play. He's going to make a key block in the run game. Cobb is going to come up with a major catch on a third down. And then you have your rookies who are young and super athletic and LaFleur is finding really creative ways to use them in this offense. And they have the speed that those older vets may not necessarily have, and you can sprinkle them in uh, it, using you know, some of the things we saw in this Pats game. They just have to put it all together at some point in key drives. The thing that really bothered me was it was just so night and day to me when Aaron Jones gets the ball in a drive, when he's able to run the ball, even if it's only for three, four, five yards at a time, those drives were sustained, right? They scored on those drives, or at least they got to field goal range on those drives. Then they go back to this like Rodgers throwing on first, second, and third down. Aaron Jones doesn't ever touch the ball, and they go three and out. And it's just so obvious what works for this offense and what doesn't. And I don't understand why they keep getting away from what's working. I love that they're going back to the rookies. I love that Rodgers is still taking deep shots to them and trusting them. And eventually they will connect. We hope, right? They develop that chemistry and they get on the same page because Christian Watson can (laughs) blow the top off. He is getting separation, like nobody's business, but they're not there yet. And I think in games that were this close, I was just sitting on my couch being like, why get away from what's working? It's not like this is a blowout and you can just get away with having a silly three and out and give the ball back to your defense and you're fine. Like you're unfortunately tied against a third string quarterback and you're taking the ball of the hands of arguably your best playmaker.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And you know, credit to Rogers for saying to be fair, he doesn't normally have two bad halves of football. Yeah. The first half of football was one of his worst. I mean pick six, I think he went like three of fourteen or something like that. His His QBR was like 11.2, which is just insane. And then the second half, he came out, he threw the two touchdowns, could have had a third one pretty easily. He connected on a lot of those deep shots and he played really good ball. And I think, you know, I, I don't know where that mentality is, where you kind of, you know, is if it's getting in your own way, where you're trying to make things happen. And I don't know if it's like a desperation thing where the second the Packers fall behind, they're like, hey, we're better than this. And they try. We talked about it, you know, after the Vikings game where it's like this mentality that they need to to score 30 points in one drive, which you can't do. So you just have to methodically work in the confines of your offense. And I thought it was interesting that we talked about this kind of before the Patriots game. And we said, like, Rogers has the best completion percentage of his career. He's spreading the ball around. He feels due for a vintage game. Like and then we saw this performance because we had seen for three weeks. The build up to hey, when you play in this rhythmic, systemic offense that Matt LaFleur has, really good things happen. And then this entire first half was like everything that the offense
1: isn't. And yeah. it was just, it was weird. I'm wondering if, and this would be a question to ask Rogers, but I'm just wondering if Bill was throwing him looks that he thought he saw something that wasn't there, right? Like Bill Belichick is known, right, for disguising mm-hmm. his coverages on defense and Going into this game, like this was going to be a matchup of the minds between these two. He knows that Aaron Rodgers has seen everything. Aaron Rodgers knows that Bill is on the other sideline. So I'm wondering if there was a piece of this in like a mental game. But when Matt LaFleur and Rodgers run LaFleur's offense at its best, it's beautiful. And they can probably score on every single drive. And I just think all that runs through Aaron Jones. And it's not to say that Rodgers is losing a step i it's too way too early to say he doesn't look right or there's something off or whatever twitter was freaking out i don't think we're there yet at all it's game 4 but Rodgers didn't look like Rodgers he wasn't throwing the ball as accurately as we as fans are used to and so if that's the case just take a step back right for a second and i think instead of taking those deep shots hit the shorter routes and get the ball to your running backs because the running backs arguably won this game for them, right? Like AJ Dillon had the dagger drive and over time, Aaron Jones was running with his hair on fire. So I think just lean on them until things settle down.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too is, you know, we were seeing on Twitter, it was kind of being discussed this week that the first, this was like the, since the LaFleur started, the era of Matt LaFleur, Roger's depth of target has gone down every season and every season, you know, has culminated outside of 2019, of course, in an MVP caliber season, right? Like the, the mentality of getting away from the deep shots and the field stretching, like vertical passing game and really leaning on like your quick outs, your flats. Like there's so many things I, I wanted to talk about the Christian Watson touchdown. Like we saw that look like three different times before yes. they actually ran the end around for the score. It opened up Aaron Jones for a 20-yard run at one point. Like this is kind of like the bread and butter quote unquote of the LaFleur offense is the scheme within the scheme where you can run so many different plays out of one structure, one personnel package and then it's just the head scratching of okay, you got like third and five. Let's throw it 35 yards down the field. And
1: <laughs> like just just move the chains, just move the chains, control time of possession, move the chains. And then, of course, when you want him to take a deep shot, right? At the end, you want him to go for the Hail Mary. They throw some weird, like lateral to Elton Jenkins. <laughs> He's like, like, I don't want it. <laughs> this is the one time I want you to go deep. I don't understand what you're doing here. Yeah look, there's going to be a lot of tape to go over in this game. And I'm sure Matt and Aaron are going to spend plenty of time dissecting it. And I mean, you tweeted it out actually and said it perfectly. Matt LaFleur loves games where they win and there's still plenty to work on. And there is plenty to work on from this game, but they eked out a win. And I think the win from this game to take them into London is huge. Just for, like from a momentum standpoint, it's going to be a tough road game right there's jet lag there's time difference there's all these things luckily you know the the giants aren't that great and we'll get into the giant giants in our preview show but i just think this win was really 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 necessary for um the mentality in the locker room going into the rest of these games
0: 2400 sports is an odyssey company